Welcome to the Spike Feed, your leading Magic the Gathering podcast. What is up? My name is Curtis, and I am just your typical Spike. On the line with me, as hopefully or likely as cantankerous as I am, my good buddy and producer extraordinaire, Cameron McCoy. Cameron, are you ready to yell at some clouds? I was going to say, we're creeping on get off my lawn right now, okay? (laughs) And you know what I say? I say we embrace that today. You know, like, just harness it a little bit, right? Because... It, we're nothing if not honest with each other and with ourselves and with our listeners. Um, but first, Cameron, how are you doing? Have you been playing any magic? How are things going? <laughs> you know, I, life-wise, am doing great. I'll say that. Um, I haven't played a lot of magic. Actually, I haven't been on Arena since, like, last Tuesday. Uh, so it's been a while. Uh, but... I was able to just casually, I I went to the shop on Wednesday and just played some Legacy Magic with a few other Legacy stalwarts out there um, and suited up just my peanut butter and jelly, blue-white stone blade. This is, uh, I mean, there's some new tech in it, but I mean, we're talking like, it's a stone blade list, man. Is it good? No. Do I love it with all my heart? Like, you know, it's just one of those things of like, I will, I will run this thing into the ground. I don't, I mean, like into the grave. I'm, I'm loving this. I love this deck well, so much. I love it. Good news on that front. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Which by the way, we haven't talked about it and we're probably just not going to have time. Have you seen that some of the new uncards are going to be legacy legal? Oh, uh, no, I didn't see that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh God. Well, I, I just saw you, like, <laughs> creeping up on some positivity. Yeah, so, there's a little glimmer right there. <laughs> yeah, I, I've totally just got to kick your Wheaties out from under you real quick. <laughs> um, so the new Unset is going to have silver-bordered cards and some black-bordered cards. And so some of them are going to be legacy legal. And even Great. though they are kind of, I mean, humorous, question mark, it's not a good vibe. Yeah, I'll let you Google that on your own time whenever you're feeling like super down and wanting to doom scroll more. Like you're like, what is rock bottom today? You could do that, okay? Oh man, I mean the silver lining is is I don't think they'll be as bad to the health of Legacy if there is even a, like a pulse with Legacy anymore as with Modern Horizons two. Um, I still just most of that set, man. I'm just like what. Why? Like, I know the reason why. It's money. It's like, well, we need to start printing cards for non-rotating formats, and that's what they're doing. Um, but I am, even though like I am complaining about Modern Horizons too, I am running a couple new cards um, that are a part of this list. Um, on top of Prismatic Ending, which I do find to be like a legit, like great card. Um, it works well. I run a two of and a blue white list. If I was Jess Guy or Esper, I'd probably run a three or four of. I think it's like that good. Um, but the two cards that I have been playing that I've been seeing pop up on some lists, uh, one of which is Caldra Compliat, I guess that's how you pronounce it, um, which is the living artifact uh, oh, yeah, yeah. equipment card, right? So. Uh, it's a five-five first strike trample indestructible haste creature, right? So I mean, you 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 
bring it in with with your, your with your Stoneforge Mystic and um, just hope it doesn't get um, Swords of Plowshares. Otherwise, like that thing will just like it's great. You can just keep on attacking with it without really any sort of worry. So something like um, the mono red opponent that I played against, like this thing, it like it just doesn't matter. It's hilarious. I just keep on gaining life and this is a, a fun card. It, it's dumb. Um, not great. If I was actually playing in a tournament with Stoneblade, which, which would be an awful idea. Um, I don't think that this is actually that good of a card, uh, but it is kind of fun to just put into a Stoneblade list and like, look, look what I can do, you know? Um, so there's that. Was that the, the other- only... Was that the only Modern Horizons card you were, you just said prismatic ending and uh, the the artifact? So the other one that I've been playing, um, which actually I think is pretty good, especially within like the context of my meta, is Dress Down. So one in a blue enchantment card with flash. You get to draw a card when it enters the battlefield, and then all creatures lose all abilities. Um, and then at the end of the at the beginning of the end step, um, you sacrifice Dress Down. So it has a lot of like kind of corner casey like utility where like against like a mono white opponent, I actually find this to be pretty decent. Um, I think it works pretty well against like something like elves. Um, yeah, it, it's like this real corner case type card, but just being able to draw a card and then stop like some sort of like combo for combo elves is actually pretty good. Um, I like this card. I think it, um, you know, it's it, it's got my stamp of approval as far as like Modern Horizon 2's cards. So is this deck remotely competitive in current legacy is the question. No, no. I mean, as much as like, you know, I'm, I'm loving this deck. Um, if you're not playing like Reanimator, Delver, Death and Taxes, like or anything with Raghavan, you know, period. Um, I just don't think that this deck is that competitive. I still love it. Like I said, I'm going to run this thing into the grave. Um, but like the the format right now is just very much: Are you playing a Delver deck that runs either a singleton or two Delvers? You know, like that's that's what that's really the question. That's. I mean, I guess not surprising considering the the quality of cards that they printed in these sets, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, and again, I I kind of don't know why we're not talking more about Raghavan and its kind of impact on these formats because mm-hmm. because it, it ain't great. But you know, Merktide hey, region either too, man. Merktide region is uh, not nothing. <laughs> yeah, I that's a big boy. Um, so, Cameron, I want to tell you about my week, kind of setting up for us discussing alchemy. Because uh, I just, it's going to be hard for me to sound positive here, and I just want to set the listener up for that. Like, <laughs> I apologize if, you know, if you're, if you're not going to get a very balanced look at this. Cameron and I just kind of touched base about this earlier um, in the week. I think it got announced like three or four days ago. Uh, but I was messaging Cameron time about how, hey, I've got this win- great window of time. I'm super busy this week, but I'm going to hit Magic hard tonight. And the announcement happened, and it took the wind out of my sails. Like, and there's a lot of implications and kind of meta that we can look at. The announcement is basically this. 
a few weeks after a set standard set comes out, they are going to release uh, some cards that are digital exclusive that have digital exclusive mechanics like they have with Historic. They're also... <laughs> Cameron is like mentally counting to 10 to try and get himself under control. Grimacing. Uh, yeah. Uh, and then they will also be issuing some rebalance cards. Okay? Where are they are the same cards' names as certain cards in Standard, <coughs> but with slight alterations uh, to either raise or lower their power level. Um, however, the announcement read to me basically like, Wizards is proud to announce to you that they are willing to take more of your money for a marginally different product that hopefully covers up their design mistakes. Like, that is, like, literally the overall takeaway that I got from That's it. Good. Yeah. Um, because it's like, wait a minute, what? Why do I, why, why would I want any of this, right? Um, and again, just the tone of like, hey, we're doing you a service, um, really rubbed me the wrong way, is how I would put it. Um, and there, there, dude, there are so many layers of irritation for me on this. Mm-hmm. But I just want to, I just want to get your initial reaction, how you found out about it. Kind of, let's just play tennis, Cameron. Let's just go uh-huh. back and forth about like all the different layers here. Yeah. Uh, everything that you kind of just said right now, um, my thoughts exactly as far as, <laughs> uh, so you texted me, that was the information that I got because I kind of stopped following a lot of magic related stuff on Twitter. I just, in general, have stopped following Twitter quite a bit. Yeah. Um, mental health maybe. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Uh, so w- when you texted me this, I was, I, I actually did like a double take, like I, what now? What's going on? So everything that I hate about like the new historic format, you're doing now with my standard. Um, and it just doesn't sit well with me. I, I mean, I am all for a digital form of magic, obviously. Like it's been a lifesaver over the course of the pandemic. But I still want it to be my card game that I can it, like an actual analog to the paper game and they're, they're just keeping the splits going and it doesn't seem like it's for what they're saying which is like hey we can make d- the design health of like this new format or whatever it's like we'll just make a better designed card game period um it just it feels so we're just going to take your money. And now we have a digital standard, uh, a new type of standard, and a paper standard. And you're going to pay for all of those now. And mm-hmm. it just does not sit well. And by the way, completely feels like this is the future of competitive magic. They don't outright say that. But in the tone and in what's being like put out there, it just feels like, hey, we can rebalance things. And yeah. the group of people that I think have been the most positive, which it should be said, this is anecdotal evidence if you want to look on social media, the general reaction has been, I'd say, quite negative. Mm-hmm. The people, group of people that seem to have been the most positive on it are the really high-end competitive players that grind a lot of arena, get burnout on standard, and you know they want these changes. But a couple, a couple things to talk about. First of all, I don't know that I should have been surprised by this 
And I do think if you would have presented Arena from the jump, hey, this is a digital take on Magic, and we are going to occasionally have digital cards or, you know, a digital-only format that's non-rotating. Like, all this has kind of been stapled on. And in the words of Lando Calrusian, this deal keeps getting worse all the time. <laughs> right? They didn't kind of build Arena. Like, originally, Arena was going to be Magic with no compromises. That was their whole thing. Right? You're getting the full rules engine. It's not like Duel of the Planeswalkers. You're going to get the whole thing. And it's going to play like an actual current modern uh, card game client. And initially, they fulfilled a lot of those promises, right? There was a bunch of ductwork things that needed to get fixed up, like drafting and stuff like that, and getting more sets in the client. And somewhere along the line, we have really changed course on what Arena is and what it is not. And I would suspect, though I don't know for this for a fact, a lot of these decisions are being driven by user engagement and keeping users constantly logged in. and co- Like the, what we would think of as the traditional mobile game model. Mm-hmm. And we are more about making a, you know, a thing that gets people on the hamster wheel, which is, again, the very in vogue model for mobile games, social media, get people on the hamster wheel so you can just keep, you know, basically pulling from them. And we've really gotten away from making the world's best tabletop game. Yeah. Um, and I, the number one thing I just want to say about this, Cameron, is let's take away all my major macro concerns about magic. Okay, let's just take those all away and just say, hey, this company is going to do this. To the people that are positive, I just want to say, what on earth makes you think this company is capable of pulling this off? What in the last two years has made you think that they can pull off this digital version of standard? By the way, they haven't hardly pulled off a good standard. They haven't pulled off a good video game. I don't know how to tell people this. They are not a good video game company. They're not. And what you're asking them to do is a much higher order of complexity. Cameron, you could come on this and say, hey, you know what? I'm going to become a professional golfer. Fantastic, man. Cool beans. That doesn't mean, yeah, that doesn't mean you have it. We are, this was a hard thing for Blizzard to nail, these rebalancings in Hearthstone. And we're talking about a company that, in orders of magnitude of resources, is way ahead on the digital front. And they still had trouble doing it. And let refresh my memory, Cameron. How did those digital-only cards go in Historic? Rebounced into Oblivion, right? They basically mm-hmm. got banned, shadow banned. The, I, it, it, blows the, it blows my mind. It blows my mind. Like People are willing to give them the benefit of the doubt on a new digital thing, a new format. How long ago was Pioneer announced? Right? Yeah. Yeah. And, and it, like... I would love like do you really think they can do this? Am I am I crazy here? <laughs> uh I don't know. I mean it's so um it's f- yes, in some ways I agree with you. I I I just look at like what you were saying earlier with like they want to be in this space. They want to be in the Twitch space. They want to be like, you know, one of the top 10 games on par with Apex, Fortnite, and Call of Duty. 
and it's I don't feel like they want to look at the company wants to look at themselves in the mirror and say what are we really because what you just talked about with like competitive magic they want to be in that competitive space but like they have set themselves up for failure when it comes to competitive magic in like the paper sphere like i mean look at the like where 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 do you go now for for like paper streaming right i i, I mean like <laughs> it just yeah. it feels like it's just non-existent um i i don't know like i just feel like they don't want to own we've talked about this before they don't want to own this thing that they that they truly own, like that, that, you know, they are number one in that space and I'm, I'm nobody's going to knock them over, but instead we're going to try to compete in like this space with God knows how many online digital competitive things there are out there. And I just, as you said, they're not going to <laughs> succeed in that because they just, they don't have the same resources. Not like all this stuff that I think really is what it takes to succeed in that space. And and by the way, there are a ton of cases of companies with massive amount of resources on that front that have failed. Right? And those yeah. games die in like two or three years. And you, and dude, you made such a good point. Like we're dismantling competitive magic, but then we're making this thing that really feels like it's geared towards competitive magic players. Um and so it's like I guess they just want Twitch streamers, but then they don't want to actually pay for anything that has stakes. It's mm-hmm. such a weird, like, one hand isn't talking to the other, and you just have a, like, it just feels like buzzword soup, <laughs> what they want. And, you know, you and I, we sadly have gotten into, like, again, old man stuff, like, we were talking about watches. Like, Magic the Gathering was the Rolex of the watch world, or the, the tabletop world. It just is, right? <laughs> No one walks by a card game. Nobody walks by Flesh and Blood that doesn't know anything about it and goes, that's Flesh and Blood. They say, you guys playing Magic? It's true. You guys playing Pokemon? Like, there are three games in that space. I, pretty much two, actually. I don't hear Yu-Gi-Oh! said aloud very often, right? By people <laughs> that don't know it. It's Pokemon or Magic, right? And it's just, they've just blown that equity. Like, it is alarming, dude. Mm-hmm. It is alarming. Okay, so... <laughs> go ahead keep keep going keep going no, keep going i'm sorry i just just back to the paper thing i have a a coworker he he started about 5 months ago dabbled in magic a little bit learned that you know i do a podcast with you um and i'm not kidding you he got so into it that he and his buddies on thursday's night thursday nights now like buy packs of cards and draft that's awesome. I mean, like, you know, like, <laughs> that's a guy who's 30 years old, hasn't played for, you know, 12 years, comes back and is, is super excited. I tell him about a reading. He's like, yeah, I'm not really excited. It's more about the, pa- you know, like this thing that he wants to do with his buddies. It's it's the paper thing. It's it's That's the essence of magic. The digital is the supplement. And I just, I hate, I hate that this is the... The track record. Yeah, and and by the way, we we've talked about this before, but something like um, you know, Hearthstone would kill. Would kill to have that kind of pre- presence around the yeah. world, right? Yeah. That kind of cachet, that kind of brand name. But it's like 
we're just chasing greener grass on the other side. So I think an ind indication of how not forward thinking they are as a digital company is how the announcement was handled and how it's being handled. Because so different streamers are revealing new cards as it goes, right? Many of which are rare and mythic. You might be sur surprised mm. to learn that you'll have to mm. cash in for. Weird, right? Um, <laughs> but when you come to me and like, good news, we've created a new magic format. Okay, what is it? It's standard, but we've rebalanced some cards. Really? Why? Luminarch Aspirant, instead of giving a 1-1 counter in combat, gives it on the end step. What do you think? Like, is this something I'm supposed to be excited about? Am I supposed to, like, text you, like, a high-five emoji? <laughs> Dude, Goldspan Dragon doesn't get the targeting difference anymore. Like, to present to me, like, that's an exciting thing that you've done, that you've made a Seekus Chariot make one cat instead of two? You've just confused me. Like, I don't... What? Right? And they've rebalanced a ton of cards, Cameron. Right? And I'm sorry. I'll be, I'll be the guy that says this. Banning Epiphany is a heck of a lot cleaner than me trying to remember 18 rebalanced stupid cards. Mm -hmm. Many of which, I'm sorry, Luminarch Aspirant does not need to be rebalanced. It's just a good two-mana Magic that's, the Gathering card. That's my thing. Is like... You made a good card, and you win games with it, but now it's like, well, if it's too good, we're going to just rebalance it. Can you imagine? Can you imagine if this is just what they did over the history of 25 years of magic? Like, mm, you know, uh, Dark Confidant, maybe it should be he loses plus one extra life for every card reveal. I mean, you know, it's just that sort of thing. It's like, no, you just made a really good magic card. Own that. If you made a really OP'd magic card, own it and ban it. Like, I... And just... Why? Why? This is... Mm, frustrates me beyond belief, man. Yeah, okay. So, I, I agree, clearly. Yeah. Uh, I think... Is a format I will never touch, and almost entirely for the sake of the way it works in my head. Like I am not what the idea that there are multiple abilities on the same name card across multiple formats is so contrarian to what Magic is. Yes, Flesh and Blood does have a thing like that, but it's a lot, I think, more built into the game's mechanics. So you know you can have that discussion somewhere else. But like. Actually, a card has two abilities, but it has the same name. Is just <laughs> it, it, it. It's so convoluted and ridiculous. And we're talking about a format right now that maybe one card needs to be banned, and we're rebalancing however many cards. I also want to point out, dude. I, I just hate to be Mister Neg Negativity. A bunch of these freshly designed original cards that I'm expected to pay wild cards in. Just like the historic newly designed cards, kind of feel like they A, don't belong, B, uh, a lot of them are really poor designs. There's another, I think it's the new Ishkana, has, oh, you got to memorize the eight spells that this Ishkana could possibly get. And it's just like, this is just a bad design, digital or not. Like, the, remember the Davriel, the, the Planeswalker with like 17 bullet points or whatever? Mm. Like... And I'm, I'm expected to, like, be excited about that? Mm. Okay. So, worth pointing out, just to get some more details out of the way so we don't get 
all kinds of nasty tweets uh, or messages. By the way, great messages this week uh, on our, our show. Yeah. Uh, people are just very desperate for us to try Commander. Guys, <laughs> I really appreciate you trying. Like, And I love the positivity. And getting a message from a listener is genuinely the best. It's so cool. Um, I, I just feel like I'm going to be disappointing. So Cameron's going to be our Commander Ambassador. Uh, there we go. Congratulations, yeah, Cameron. I'll take it. I'll take um, it. <laughs> so... <laughs> we we so you get a card like you open a standard card you will automatically have the also rebalanced version mm-hmm. um however the original cards obviously you'll have to spend wild cards on so that was what i was referencing with the if you want to play this format seriously you're gonna have to spend more money um and just judging by what they've shown some of these are clearly competitive playable right like these are not mm-hmm. um like the starter deck cards that you don't really need or don't really matter um but we haven't really talked about how this is impacting Historic. And I know you and I have cooled significantly on Historic since they've added the digital-only cards. I don't know that you know this. But if they rebalance a card, so, for example, Asika's Chariot. When Asika's Chariot exists in Historic, it will only be the rebalanced version. Did you know that? I mean, it makes sense, I guess, you know, from... A convoluted design perspective and it already is sure and this has been the biggest pain point for people is i didn't and i haven't it makes sense but i haven't realized how attached people have gotten to historic um but it's the other main format that a lot of people are playing right now right so it makes a lot of sense um and i think there's a real push online to get them to reverse this decision I definitely don't think they're going to. Sounds like you don't think they're going to. Uh, has this made Historic even less appealing to you, Cameron? Oh, yeah. Like 100%. I am not not even going to touch it anymore. It's, I, I mean, there has to be a, like a paper analog. Otherwise, screw it. Like, seriously. I'm just done. Guys, he just said that, and he's from Iowa. That's about as harsh <laughs> as you can get without the police arriving. So, dang, Cameron. Uh, he's looking over his shoulder like right now. Captain America. Language. <laughs> yeah. It's going to be Captain America over one shoulder and his disappointed mother with her arms crossed <laughs> behind in the other. Um, yikes. Um, anyway, I think you're in for an uncomfortable conversation over the holidays about your language, Cameron. Um, <laughs> I'm just glad there were no cats or, God forbid, kids in the room. It's true. Um, (laughs) Anyway, uh, no, I think this is, a, I would say, an ill-portent for what's about to happen to Historic, where not only are you going to get cards rebalanced that were once in standard, you're about to have Brainstorm rebalanced. You're about to have Faithless Looting rebalanced. You're about to have all these other... So not only will alchemy be content to, uh, you know, pour sugar in the gas tank of standard, uh, they're really going to get after historic too. Yeah. And the idea that you would change the text on, and, and like, I know I'm jumping to conclusions, but I think there is no way that if they start rebalancing cards, they're going to leave historic alone. I think we are really, really, really headed that direction, right? Dude, yes, absolutely. I mean, 
is it trite to say a slippery slope when you're already three quarters of the way down the slippery slope? <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I just can't wait when the uh, um, rebalance Deathrite Shaman. You pay a black and tap, and it deals two damage to you for no reason. <laughs> yeah, dude. Because by the way, when they rebalance, you don't get wild cards, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and so we are. We are dancing around this issue of how predatory the arena economy has gotten. And I know I'm going to get somebody that says it's always been this way. I would argue that by adding all these supplemental things that you have to, you know, look at the original historic anthologies where you just paid 20 bucks and you got a play set of all the cards. That is not the model anymore, right? This is a, you know, jumpstart historic you know, keep putting your money into the slot machine. Yeah. Um, and I just really feel like historic is headed in this direction too, where they're going to rebalance cards. They're going to ask for your wild cards and they are not going to refund them. And the idea that they will give you any kind of exchange dusting thing, which this is also kind of in the background hearthstone, you can destroy cards. It's not a great exchange rate, Right. But you can destroy cards to make new cards. Magic Arena doesn't let you do that, right? And the duplicate protection is also... They do have true duplicate protection, but not alternate art duplicate protection. So, like, I have a fifth Thalia Guardian of Thraven, right? Like, um, on a digital client that I can't do anything about. So, this is, wh this is where we're headed, man. They're going to lock you in and keep you there. And... I really feel like it's time to not spend money on digital magic ever again. Like, is this a crazy thought, Cameron? Talk me down from this ledge. This is a mental exercise. <clears throat> Am I just I a think, free to play boy now? I think, um, in some ways, yeah. I mean, like, if, if it, it's just not sitting well with you, if you can't do anything with those cards, if you're just pouring money into it and there's this other alternative out there, paper, um, I don't know, man. It just, there's also magic online. You can always go there. <laughs> there's always magic online. Okay, dude, that's, that's a, hey, the Titanic is sinking. Why don't you ride this, uh, you know, beluga whale home or something like that? <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, look, with all free deference. Free to play is the way to go. Free to play is the way to go, yeah. Yeah, and with all deference, like I, I'm not because there are very invested Magic the Gathering online players, and I love you guys. Like, God knows I've heard from you over the course of time with this arena, and I know I'm going to mm -hmm. get some like pushback. Like, hey, you arena is the biggest cheerleader, but I do think it's time to be honest. Like, as this pushes away from what the card game is, and is constantly asking for more and more of my money and giving me no outlet to do anything with it, mm -hmm. uh, you know, it used. I mean, Cameron, I don't know how you feel, but like. When a set came out, I could put in 50 or 75 bucks and over the course of like two, three weeks of grinding, basically get everything I needed. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, And I would be fine with Easy. that. And that's, a, yeah, and that's a significant amount of money, more money than I would spend on, a, on any one specific video game. But this is just not what they are anymore. And I, I really hope they consider, I, I don't know, like, again, we're old men shouting at clouds. I, we're probably going to hear a lot of this is not for you, but I'm struggling with who this is for besides, you know, the guys holding the shares. That's right. Yeah, exactly. 
And, and, and by the way, you can do both. You can serve your customer base and your shareholders. They're not mutually exclusive. Hmm. You can have a good business plan. Like, you know, hate to sound like Mr. Uber capitalist or something, <laughs> but it can be done. It has been done. Many companies have done it, but I, I've, there, are, there are a lot of, a lot of people I think they're pushing away with this unnecessarily. And it's not the end of the game. You're not killing magic. But I, I just really question this leadership, man. Like, I, I, what is the long-run plan here? Just to be Digital. Hearthstone? 100%. Like, that's, yeah. They have Hearthstone in their sights, man. But they pull more than Hearthstone now. They have to make more money than Hearthstone. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. It's so weird. Uh, all right. Well, Cameron, let's get out of this segment. Let's... <laughs> collect ourselves come back and uh we'll talk some more so cameron not much new we're kind of on we're on halo eve um so plan on me talking about that next week uh i've been really excited to see the reviews where you know it's it's breath of the wild meets halo and okay we can do that Mm -hmm. um just as long as I get my soundtrack. You know what I mean? I'm just there for the soundtrack. Um, but I do want to get your reaction. So we're halfway through Hawkeye. I think this show has been like kind of frighteningly good out of nowhere. Yeah. Um, and again, I, 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 this makes it sound like a personal attack. I really don't like Jeremy Renner's. Or <laughs> I haven't in, in, in the past, his version of Hawkeye. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they've done some really cool things with this version of Hawkeye in this like individual show. Um, but I'm really digging it. How about you, man? I am as well. And I think I'm not, I, 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 I 100% agree with you with Jeremy Renner. Just something doesn't sit right with me with his, his interpretation. I think it's because it just feels kind of like, he leans. I mean, obviously, he's the Avenger with the bow and arrow, and like, what do you do with that? You know, it's ridiculous and absurd that like he's in the same team with Thor and Captain Marvel, right? I mean, it just doesn't make any sense. Um, and they kind of lean into that, but I still don't really like what his character is doing. I guess I, I don't know. I I have real mixed feelings about it. Mm-hmm. But this show has been like kind of a breath of fresh air in some ways. Um, Still not a huge fan of Jeremy Renner, but like, I feel like everything else that's going on within the Hawkeye show, even like the, the the family drama that he has kind of like on the side and all that I'm really enjoying. Um, And Hawkeye obviously does really well as like that B level character with the street level Marvel heroes, right? Mm-hmm. He fits so well into like the Daredevil universe and kind of like that Spider-Man universe. Like that's where I feel like he really shines. He's not saving the world, but just like I'm going to take down this group of bad guys. And them kind of really leaning into that has served it so well. Um I'm really digging this show and I th- where they're going to go with it and it just feels like it, it fits within that Netflix Daredevil um, universe, which I really dug. But like, I think Hawkeye would just chew in right in there. Yeah, I I actually think I think is is it Charlie Cox is his name. I think yeah. 
his performance as Matt Murdock is the most accurate to the comic book character of any Marvel character that's ever like mm-hmm. it is it is so spot on. I think it's so underrated and brilliant. And like a lot of the other characters, like, you know, we always talk about Tony Stark in this way. <coughs> it's a lot more Robert Downey Jr. than mm. it is the traditional Tony Stark, who's a little bit more of a he's not a jokey guy. You know, he's mm-hmm. not a he's not a guy that cracked wise before. And that's fine. Uh, obviously, Thor has at this stage a lot of Chris Hemsworth in him as well. Right. Yeah. Um, so oh, the actress's name is Haley. Don't know. <laughs> oh wow, she's great. She's great. She she's she's obviously like a huge star and going to be a big star forever. She's amazing at it. Uh, it's Haley something or other. I am so sorry, but um, the thing the thing that unexpectedly really got to me, and uh, we haven't maybe we have talked about this, but I'm a big 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 fan of Daredevil. Um, not just the show, but obviously the comic as well. Uh, Echo is a Daredevil character. Right, mm-hmm. like she's mm-hmm. in the Daredevil verse. She debuted, um, and when uh, David Mack did some Daredevil comics, and I didn't know whenever they turn around and they show her, uh, I didn't realize that was Echo until the actual full origin story of her. And <coughs> now I know she's getting a spinoff show. Uh, that's a character I love, and I just thought they did such a great job. And I felt like such an idiot. I didn't pick up on this until I read an article where they picked her for that, because I was like, that's kind of weird. I don't think of her as a Hawkeye villain, necessarily. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm sure they've crossed paths. But it's because her and Kate Bishop have the exact same origin story, only Kate Bishop has grown up wealthy, and Echo has not. But everything else is the exact same. Father dies, they are like martial arts savants, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, yeah. And I felt like such a fool that I didn't get that parallel, right? Um but the actress that plays her is also just killing it. Um, and, you know, this whole kind of perception of my hearing loss is not a disability. It's more of a thing that I use to my advantage, which is very much in keeping with the Daredevil echo oh, yeah. Yeah. story. And so it's just one of those really great things about the Marvel U where there's a character that's unexpected that you didn't even realize that you necessarily were attached to, but then you see them portrayed on screen you're like oh man that is awesome right yeah yeah um anyway so there's that also cameron i'm full in on wheel of time i'm about a third of the way through the first book and i'm here to tell you yes it is doorstopper fantasy but you kind of i've kind of forgotten how foundational (laughs) that stuff is yeah um, cause it's kind of like, yeah, we could, uh, Terry Goodkind's another topic, but I, I just, you don't remember like, cause there's moments where you're like, oh, this is very Lord of the Rings. But then you, when you're reading it, you realize how much of it Game of Thrones pulled from and mm. kind of went off and became its own thing. So that's the thing that I, I've been, been respecting Robert Jordan Moore as I'm going through this is like, oh, he did a lot of the stuff that Martin did before Martin. Mm-hmm. But because he didn't have a hit HBO show, we kind of like, you know, we've lost that about it. Um, also, audiobook narrator is off the hook. Just so good. Um, <laughs> I wish I had his name, too. But uh, anyway, so that's what I've been up to, man. Uh, just reading and, uh, you know, waiting for Halo to come out, I suppose. Anything else from you? No. I mean, it's been a relatively quiet, eh, not a quiet week, but um, 
I feel like I've been off the grid for a while. So, um, not you much lucky going dog. On. You lucky yeah. dog. All right, man. Well, if someone would like to get at you and uh, you know uh, talk to you about Hawkeye, where could they find you? Or What's archery in general. Archery, yeah. Let's, yeah. Pan archery, right? Uh, at Cameron <laughs> underscore McCoy. And I am at Curtis now. Our official show feed is at Spike Feed MTG. We will check you guys next week.